my mom, I can remember my mom with a very worried look in her face saying, I would not want to be raising children in this day and age again. We were far enough along that she felt like her job was done at the time she said this. Her concern back into the late 60s, early 70s, mid-70s, her concern was simply a drug culture that just brought corruption into our world. And uh, she was just like, I would not want to have to raise children in a, in a culture that at that time it just seems to be drugs were defining everything and they were seen as acceptable and good and mind-expanding. And I can remember the worried look in her eyes as she just wondered about where our nation is going. Current moms have a different struggle, and I want to talk about that today. And I don't want to be preachy, okay? I was going to talk for a little while, if that's okay. Uh, uh, but current moms have a different struggle, a different struggle that definitely relates to a cultural upheaval that is happening in America today. We have more and more a centralized government and whether you know it or not, the more we centralize government and move power into Washington, the less freedoms we have. They just go hand in hand. Good example of that is this is the first time ever. We heard about this first time ever with Obamacare that the government forces us to buy something we may not want. And they say, yes, you've got to buy it. You have to have it. Never happened in America before. Freedom lost. If you wanted to have the freedom or run the risk of not being covered by insurance, uh, you don't have that freedom anymore. I believe that we have a lot of politicians and very, very few public servants. How in the world we can continue to have open borders is beyond my comprehension. And I'm not even thinking about the influx of workers who come. That's not my concern. My concern is the influx of those who would do us ill through an open border that is available to them to just come in. And whoever has the control of our, of our political leaders on both sides of the aisle is making sure that we stay in this dangerous situation. A lot of politicians, few public servants, and we no longer expect high standards from them. I think that's to our detriment. This is the culture we live in. Straight, conservative males are considered suspect. Initially, I thought it was straight, conservative white males are suspect, but I realized that's not the case. Think of these names. Herman Cain, Alan West, Clarence Thomas, Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams, all intelligent, thoughtful, uh, educated smart beyond anything I could ever hope to understand, accomplished black men who are also marginalized because they were conservative. So we live in a world where straight conservative males automatically considered suspect. We are about to redefine marriage regardless of what God says about it. You understand that this is now in, at the Supreme Court and the discussion has to do with whether or not states have the rights to define marriage. 
And uh, it's something that if it doesn't take place right now, it will happen eventually. It's coming, friends. It is coming. Uh, Robert Bork predicted uh, some time ago that um, if there is not a, um, uh, an amendment to the Constitution to define marriage as it has traditionally been defined, if there's not an amendment to the Constitution, he said that it will only be a matter of a few years. It's almost certainly the reality that uh, we're going to have this enforced upon us. Now, relative to that, there are some thoughts that are out there. One of the things that uh, somebody raised a question, if the Supreme Court does say that uh, uh, same-sex marriage is constitutional and needs to be protected and needs to be enforced, uh, Alito asked, one of the judges asked, well, how's it, what's that going to do to like, for like Christian colleges? Will they be forced to speak against their, uh, their religious convictions? Uh, will they be denied their tax-exempt status? And this one guy by the name of Solicitor General Donald Verrilli, his response was, he says, I don't deny that. It's going to be an issue. So this goes through. You understand, this is just going to keep pushing. This is not something that is ever going to come to a place where, oh, we're happy now. It's not going to be the case, friends. This is always going to be pushed and pushed. And even if right now it doesn't go through, who knows where it's going to go without a revival and a spiritual renewal among Americans as a whole and an understanding this is going to continue to move forward. Here's an interesting, uh, here's an interesting word written by Star Parker in an article that she had written, uh, a black uh, female um, conservative. She said, central to the, this, consider this, central to the propaganda being sold is the notion that embracing sexual behaviors that our religions prohibit represents progress. You got that? That it's progress to move in these directions, which is a, an, affront, an affront to those of us who hold traditional marriage. But in fact, she writes, these behaviors are more ancient than our religions. Hear what she writes. These behaviors are more ancient than our religions. This is going on since before the establishment of our religious understandings that we hold. And then she writes, what an incredible sentence. Our religions were the answer to these destructive behaviors. Our religions were the answer to these destructive behaviors. That's the direction our culture is going. And we're going to elect a woman president based on her gender with total disregard for her character. I'm saying it again. We're going to elect a woman president based on her gender with total disregard for her character. We're going to play this foolish game of saying it's another historical election without regard of where she wants to take our country. And she wants to double down on this cultural uh, uh, upheaval. Uh, she spoke uh, to women in the World Summit 2016. She said this, and I'm thankful to Dan Youngstrand for this, and I think he might return to it a little later in the summer. She says this, Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, 
and structural biases have to be changed. Have to be changed. Understand the reality of what's being said there, friends. There is an all-out attack that is happening and will continue to happen upon the faith that we hold, the morals we hold, and why we hold them. Moms are trying to carry out their task against this current. Christian moms are trying to figure out how do I raise my children in a culture that more and more is repudiating what I believe and what God's truth says and how do we do this. So I think of my mom with the issue of drugs, I think what moms today are raising kids on is much harder. I think it's a much more difficult battle that we have. Relative to drugs, you can point out to a young person, somebody whose life was destroyed by drugs, and say, there, there it is, okay? You don't want to go down that path. But there's all sorts of stuff in our culture telling us the wonders of same-sex marriage. Plain and simple. So all of these things that are out there, I'd like to suggest three things, Mom, that fall under your tenure in terms of trying to, treat, trying to teach your kids. And first, I'd like to turn to Proverbs 31, verses 1 to 9. As you seek to swim against the current, Proverbs 31, verses 1 to 9. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. That's what I want you to note. Which his mother taught him. What, my son, and what, son of my womb, and what, son of my vows, do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. This is the instruction which the king received, he recollects from his mother. This is what my mom taught me, is where he begins. Moms, here's what we need to inculcate, have you help inculcate in working with a dad. First of all, teach your children personal integrity. The king was reflecting upon his mom who told him to be morally upright. Don't give your strength to women. Because in the situation where this guy was, he could do that. He was going to be king. He could, have, he could do what he wanted. And she cautioned him and said, be morally upright, son. Don't get yourself caught up in that. Have self Control. It's not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. It said, in your task and what you are being called to do, you have to be very careful in how you conduct yourself. And you cannot put yourself under the influence of that which will ultimately cause you to not carry out your responsibilities properly. So stay away from strong drink. Keep your life under control. Do not let these things 
destroy you. Moms, teach your children personal integrity. Do you notice the compassion that she has when she tells him to rule justly for the poor? Plead the cause of the poor and needy because they are powerless and they will need a king who will, who will be on their side and, and, and represent them. Compassion, just public service. Don't forget to rule wisely. Moms, teach your children personal integrity. It's a huge task in this day and age when we look at the examples around us and how often personal integrity is just not called for in our culture. It's just not expected. We just pass it off when it's like, yeah, somebody didn't quite, well, that's how it is. And we're watching it play out in front of us. Teach your children personal integrity, number one. Teach your children how to choose a mate. You're all familiar with wives, you've all, women, you've all been hit with the Proverbs 31 and you've been on the guilt trip about how great you're supposed to be. I understand that. But I want to touch on the beginning of Proverbs 20, uh, 31. I want to touch on just a couple verses about the virtuous woman. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far more, far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain. Moms, teach your daughters and your sons how to choose a mate. Here's what King Lemuel's mom is saying to him. Hey, when it comes time to find a wife, find a wife who is a woman of character. Find a wife who is a woman of integrity. Find a wife whose feet are planted solidly where they need to be. Here are some descriptions of what she will be like. But it is a wife like that, my son. It is a wife like that who will be a blessing to you throughout your entire years and throughout your entire marriage. Find a woman who is virtuous, a woman who will be an asset. We need to teach that to both our sons and our daughters, that they find husbands who are men of character, men of character, so that a man of character will be an asset to her life. I thought it was just so practical, and I think I've mentioned this, but uh, a couple years back, listening to a particular Christian radio station, they had a they had a counselor on, and this woman was speaking to young women, and simply what she said was, "Ladies, the fact that you have a man that you that's interested in you, and he claims to be a Christian, is not enough." There are guys who are truly Christians, but they're not mature enough yet, and they haven't developed the character yet to make good husbands. So she, she told the young women, she said, look, you need to create some situations where you can see how this guy you're interested in responds and what his character is like. And one simple thing she said is, do something where you disagree with him and see how he manages that. Can he manage your having a different opinion, a different thought, a different idea? Can he manage it like a gentleman? Can he manage it maturely? Can he manage it with character? Or does he try and just tell you why you're wrong? A man of character will be an asset to our daughter's lives, and a virtuous woman will be an asset to our son's life. Now, I want to make it clear I'll repeat it. I've said it before through the years. I want to make it clear. I'm talking about a man of character. Young ladies, okay? Raise your hand if you're here this morning. You're under 25. 
120. Go ahead, raise your hand. Okay, because this is for all of you. Thank you, young ladies. I'm trying. I'm sorry, Nathan. You, I, you got me on that. Okay, smart kid, Concordia graduate. He says, "Wait, everybody, young ladies under 25. If you're under 25. I'm talking to you. I want you to catch this. I want you to write it down. I want you to like, you know, put it across your forehead." It is my fact of life for you. It will serve you so well. Remember this when we're talking about a mate and finding somebody of character. Remember this. It's easy to remember. It's got a nice ring to it. Boys are stupid and they aren't worth your time. (laughs) And I mean it for all I'm worth. Until the boy grows into manhood, he's not ready. Until he demonstrates the character of manhood and maturity and stability, he is not worth getting all excited about because he likes me. Yeah, he's going to like somebody else in three days. (laughs) I'm telling it like it is. Boys are stupid and they aren't worth your time, but a man of character will be an asset to your life, young ladies. Seek that guy. Moms, teach your children how to choose a mate. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. Ephesians 5, verse 33. I think this verse, I I don't know if I know one verse on marriage, just one singular verse that says that is so filled with truth that we need to know Ephesians 5:33 Nevertheless let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband Moms teach your children how to respect their father Teach your children how to respect your father, their father. See, I think there's a spiritual battle that's going on in our nation. I think the kind of stuff I began with about the whole same-sex marriage thing and where our politicians want to take us, there's a spiritual battle behind that. And the spiritual battle is the destruction of the family because the destruction of the family brings chaos into the world. We watch it. We, wa- we can see the statistics on it. When we ministered in uh, New Orleans after Katrina, Dr. Sandra Lee, I remember her saying that, you know, here's where the, here's where the breakdown in the inner city began. She said, first they brought in the highways and, it's, and it sectioned everything off. And it prevented men from being able to get to work. Their, the neighborhoods changed when they brought in the highway. So, so what was the neighborhood before has changed. And rather than finding an economic solution so that men could work, the government began to start giving things to families. So now men felt ashamed because they're not providing for their families anymore. They are no longer the breadwinner. They no longer have the, the integrity, the sense of personal dignity, the sense of this is what I do for my family. In fact, it looks like they're not needed. And I'm sorry, this is how men are wired. You leave a guy with nothing to do 
without a sense as to what his duty and his responsibilities are, and he will go off and play somewhere else. But then there's no fathers to build into the next generation of young men that this is what a man is. This is what a father does. And now the cycle just continues to repeat itself. Now I say that not to be critical. I say that because we know statistically that children in the worst circumstances, the greatest amount of poverty, where does it, where does it lie? It lies in single parent households, moms trying to raise their children. That's where the poverty is. That's not a criticism. That's a statistic. That's a point of fact. What I don't understand is how we can know that, how we can know that the absence of a father in the household, we can know that by looking at its effect sociologically. We can know that, and yet men still remain punchlines. That I don't get. We still see them as pretty much disposable. Jeff, would you mind playing? They've got a one-minute thing. We looked at this last year, one like this. This isn't quite as strong, but notice this. Because it still continues. Nothing's changed. One piece of bacon with your egg and the omelet for the king. Okay, babe. You got this, right? Yeah, that's a piece of cake. I got this. All right. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. All right, everybody got their bags and lunches. And how do we get to your school? Keeping things under control is now easier than ever. AT&T Digital Life Home Security and Automation lets you stay connected to your home from nearly anywhere. Guess you forgot about the dog walker. Call 1-866-595-2924 today for our special $99 Digital Life Package. It's a cake, huh? Call right now to get smart security equipment, plus an outdoor video camera, plus a garage door controller, all for $99. Oh, come on, honey, it's so late. Well, what are you doing up? <laughs> How's it going? Piece of cake. Love you. So call right now to get smart security equipment, plus an outdoor video camera, plus a garage door controller, all for $99. All right. Thanks, honey. Real life needs digital life. Call now. We looked at something similar last year. The guy's adorable. He's adorably inept, isn't he? And mom's handling everything, even while she's away. Okay, so what have we done? What, you know what I find myself thinking? What I find myself thinking is, what about the boys who are being raised without a father? And so one, dad isn't around to teach them and to show them what real masculinity and fatherhood looks like. And then he listens to that and he finds out, oh yeah, men really are stupid. Men really aren't necessary. The moms are going to do everything. How does that young boy grow up and to be a man of integrity and a man of character and a man who will add value to his family and to our society? I think there's a spiritual battle here. And moms need to teach your children how to respect their fathers. I came across something quoting a survey recently, and uh, I didn't know that I'd want to reference it here, so you're going to have to take me at my word for this. But it was a survey about what men want in a daughter and what they want in a wife. And it kind of compared the two things. And what they noticed, if I could, if I could just kind of, uh, just kind of tie it up quickly, in their wife, they were looking for attractive homemakers. In their daughters, they were looking for independent, successful. 
And the article was written to say, clearly, clearly this, this survey indicates there's still something wrong with men that needs to be fixed. They still don't get it after all these years. They don't get it. Something's wrong. Something needs to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with men that still needs to be fixed relative to this survey. Newsflash, I relate differently to my daughter than I do to my wife. So I think differently about my daughter than I do my wife. I had to teach my daughter to be independent, an independent adult. That was my task as a father. Relative to Lori, I assume she is one already. My relationship to my daughter is different than my relationship to my wife, so don't tell me there's something wrong that needs to be fixed in me because I think about both of them differently. My relationship with them is different. And so, yes, I think differently. I also found myself saying, what did they find out about the women and what they want to see in their husbands and sons? You know what? Somehow the article never got to such a survey. Because I'm willing to bet we'd find there's some differences in how women think about the man they want to marry and who their sons are. Moms, your husband is not the buffoon that the commercials in society say he is. And you have to be careful to appreciate his strengths and teach that to your children because our culture will constantly tear him down. Your daughters need to know daddy is a man of character for their own security. They need to know that. You need to help enforce that every chance that you can. And your sons need to know their dad is an example to follow. And that's how we're going to raise up another generation of men who can be the men they need to be. Had some uh, college student call me one time, taking women's studies. Found, didn't know how to process it. Because the longer she was in the women's studies, the more she found she just was getting a negative impression of men when women's studies are required on some college campuses. You're forced to spend your money to study the women's studies, some of the women's studies things, in order to absorb the propaganda that they set forth because it's part of your major, whether you want it or not. There's an attack. And moms, if you're going to, if you're going to raise your kids for the Lord, if you're going to have a family that honors God, I promise it's getting tougher. And all the more you need God's strength. And all the more you need the support of other women and your husband and family and the church. But the current is not flowing with us, friends. Moms are trying to do their best against the current. May God indeed enrich them and bless them for that task. Lord, thank you for the precious moms who are here today. The, the tasks that they do so selflessly, day in, day out. Father, we thank you for them. We understand the impact that a mom has on her children. And 
Father, we thank you for that. And, and we do pray. We do pray that you will strengthen them to teach their children integrity, to teach their children how to choose a mate, to teach their children to respect their father. We so appreciate them, Lord. We ask this day will be a day of rich and special blessing to them and upon them as we go from here that we might indeed cherish them and that they might know that they're loved and that they might find strength from us and from you. We ask in Jesus' name.